0: This is MuggleCast, the Harry Potter podcast discussing everything about J.K. Rowling's wizarding world. This week's episode is brought to you by Puffs. Some people are born to save the world from an evil wizard. And some people sit next to those people at magic school. Puffs, the off-Broadway play, is their story. Which Mashable called, quite simply, hysterical. Now playing at the Electra Theater in New York. Tickets and more at puffstheplay.com. Save 10% on your ticket order by using code MugglePuffs. Welcome to MuggleCast episode 315. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric.
1: And I'm Micah.
0: We have a bit of an unexpected show today. We were planning on recording Wednesday, and Eric put together a great discussion, more more from the Fantastic Beasts special features, and then we found out some big news. So (laughs) we kind of shifted around a bit to talk about the news that Jude Law is playing Dumbledore in Fantastic Beasts. Hey, cool. Yeah, I'm excited, but we're going to talk about that a little later. Uh, What on earth is this note here that says, beware the Ides of Mugglecast?
2: (laughs) Well, this is 315, uh, Andrew, so I just wanted to warn our listeners out there that uh, fate is going to play a role in the future of uh it's a julius caesar thing uh march 15th is the ides of march it's the middle of the month of march we're in april so i don't think it's anything to worry about but um (laughs) just just, i had a little bit of fun in the document so never mind (laughs) okay
0: that was fun Mike, are you having fun i am having fun good transition Mm. you were having fun
1: in new york the other day weren't you yeah i was i was uh in new york city um, as I am most days, but, uh, <laughs> had the opportunity to, uh, go see the show Puffs, uh, off Broadway. <sighs> oh, I've been wanting to see
2: it. I want to see it. Oh, that was, I I I it that was, was Andrew jealous for a second. I, it's I, a show. It's a show about my house. It's a show it's about true. my Hogwarts
0: house. So we, we have heard of Puffs before we heard rave mm-hmm. reviews about it mm-hmm. and, uh, now they are sponsoring us for the next few episodes, which is awesome. And we got we got you into the show, so how was it and tell us what the show is about
1: yeah, so the show is about uh, as I think you could probably guess the Hufflepuff house, particularly following one student um, and his two friends no idea where they came up with uh, that concept uh, throughout <laughs> the uh, the seven years uh, that they are at Hogwarts and uh, it's a completely different spin uh, on Potter, uh, as we know it, but it includes some very familiar moments and some very familiar characters. I don't, in in you know, I don't want to give too much away here because sure. I think as a Potter fan, if you go and you see this play, which I definitely encourage those of you to do, whether you live in the New York City metro area or you're just visiting, um, it's definitely, in my opinion, worth stopping by and and checking it out because the the way that this is written it's very funny uh you will laugh i guarantee it um they they're very interactive at at times so um be mindful where you sit uh <laughs> if you enjoy that sort of thing uh, and i'll say like i i i found myself having a really good time because i think you know certainly if if you have family if you have friends if you have s- significant others that aren't as into potter i think they'll still have a good time but you will catch on to these moments that will just kind of make a light bulb go off in your head and, and you know, you'll you kind of chuckle inside, but then you'll, you'll laugh out loud because you realize all the other people around you got the joke as well. So uh, <laughs> I, I just thought it was really well done, very well cast, uh, and you can tell uh, these are people very familiar with the material. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I seems... encourage you, Andrew, next time you're back here on the East Coast to uh, go and check it out.
0: Yeah, I actually, I really want to. I, one of the first things that struck me about it was that, <laughs> this is going to sound mean, I'm sorry, Hufflepuffs. But finally, Hufflepuffs are getting their time in the spotlight. Darn straight like, they are. Good for them, finally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was so pleased to hear that Micah liked this show. I know our critic at Hypable liked it as well. So if you want to get tickets, you can go to puffstheplay.com. And we actually have a special offer for MuggleCast listeners. Use code MugglePuffs. That's M-U-G-G-L-E-P-U-F-F-S at checkout. And you can save 10% off your tickets. I'm doing that right awesome now. Deal. I'm doing that right now. I'm actually going to be home in uh, starting in May. So uh, I'm going to have to start planning around that because I live in New Jersey. So, or my family lives in New Jersey. So I'll have to figure mm-hmm. out a date and, to see it. Yeah.
1: It, it just... It, it focuses on. I know I said uh, you know a Hufflepuff student whose name is Wayne Hopkins. He's from New Mexico, <laughs> so why he would end up at Hogwarts is, of course, beyond all of us, unless, of course, um, he's a uh, okay foreign exchange student. Uh, but uh, you know, I'll give you I'll give you one moment, and and hopefully this isn't spoiling too much. But it was it was a moment that made me laugh, and I think made a lot of other people in the crowd laugh. So uh, as I Mentioned, You go really from one year uh, to the next, right? So um, throughout all seven years at, at Hogwarts, it's about, I would say, 90 to 100 minute show. Mm. And this was in between as we were going um, to year three. And uh, I forget exactly what the scene was, but the comment one of the characters made was, oh, the headmaster, he looks so different. <laughs> and of course, that's a, a movie reference because we went from Richard Harris to Michael Gambon, right, and right. Uh, you know there was a little bit of laughter, but then some kind of like, how could they do that? You know, like, uh, <laughs>
0: so it's a little uh, edgy, so <laughs> insensitive.
1: It's edgy. Um, there are some more mature references throughout the course of the play, mm. and uh, I will say, um, Eric, you will be happy to know that. Uh, Cedric Diggory is a focal point, hey. uh, of, um, as are a number of other Hufflepuff students that whose names you would recognize uh, throughout the course of this. So, highly recommend it. Go check it out if you're do, in
2: in the area. Do you feel like you you left uh, the theater knowing a little bit more about the the house that Joe snuffed? No, uh,
1: I. I you know what? I have a lot more respect for them than I did. There you uh, go. That's exactly they're, they're, what I wanted to hear. They're much more funny than I initially thought. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, no, it, it, it was a lot of fun. Wow. Awesome.
0: I'm going to wear my Slytherin sweater when I go, just to oh, troll them. They'll probably Andrew, call me out. I'll they will really probably call you out. Sophia, who's listening live, who was on our show last week, she actually said that line killed when I went to see it, too. Hmm. Referring to the Dumbledore gag. Uh Nick is also listening. Andrew, let's get a beer in Delaware when you get back to New Jersey. No, Nick.
2: <laughs> Delaware's a different state than yeah. New Jersey. I'm yes. just kidding.
1: I love Nick. He's a long time listener of the show. No. Oh. Okay. So I was in a- your state today too, Andrew. I was I was in New Jersey. Oh, okay. For work. Cool. But I just figured I'd let you know that.
0: Uh, thanks. I'm not there, but thanks for the fun facts, (laughs) I guess. maybe I was also in New Jersey Jersey. today,
2: Andrew. I just wanted to let you know.
0: Okay, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I was, uh, in a dental chair getting cavities removed. I just wanted to let
2: you all know. (laughs) Okay, so
0: I just want to mention really quickly that, uh, I was in the Magic Kingdom slash Wizarding World last week. And, um, I have a kind of a controversial statement to make. And I, I know, um... One of our patrons and listener of the show, Colin, he's he's mad at me for saying this because he completely disagrees. But my friend who went to Orlando for the first time a couple weeks ago, he went to the Wizarding World and Magic Kingdom as well. And I came in after him and he was like, I was talking to him about the Butterbeer. I was like, What do you think of the Butterbeer? Butterbeer. He was like, It was good, but you know what? LeFou's brew at the Magic Kingdom in the new Beauty and the Beast section is so much better. I'm like, what? What the, What is that? i never heard of this before. He's like, yeah, man, Butterbeer sucks compared to LeFou's Brew. <laughs> this straight guy is like, you know, talking about these things is so funny to me. So I'm like, okay, 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 fine. I'll try it. So long story short, I went and tried LeFou's Brew because I feel like it's in response. It's Disney's response to no, Butterbeer. It absolutely
2: is. It absolutely is.
0: Yeah. Because it only came into existence like two, two, three years ago. I have to say it's really good, and I actually think it's better than butterbeer. And oh, I'm stop. sorry, but it's just, it's just better made. You get a consistent taste throughout the entire drink. Whereas butterbeer, it's kind of a pain in the butt to drink because you got that froth on top. And if you don't mix it nicely with the liquid portion, it's, it's, it, you get a different, different taste every time you sip it. Well. Unless, of course, you get frozen.
2: But. There are, Yeah, there are four kinds of butterbeer to choose from. I will say that uh, hot butterbeer is still my favorite at the Wizarding World theme park. But no, I had the opportunity to have LeFou's Brew a couple years ago uh, in the Be Our Guest restaurant, which, yes, it did. It did open up after uh, the Wizarding World and was definitely a theme parker's uh, response to the Wizarding World. But LeFou's brews it sort of tastes kind of like an apple juice, kind of like a um, tastier apple juice. It's definitely like a... Like a juicy type thing. Yeah. Really honestly reminds me more of pumpkin juice than butterbeer. I really don't think it's fair to com- to compare LeFou's brew and butterbeer in taste. I think that if you're looking for like the crowning gem iconic drink that you're supposed to go to these parks for, then that makes the comparison fair. But right. actually, I, I still, uh, I'm gonna still prefer butterbeer, but LeFou's brew is very, 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 very good. It is actually very good.
0: That was um, my point. If you're comparing the two uh, well-known drinks at the park that are accessible to everybody, mm-hmm. by the way, just like butterbeer, yeah. LaFo's brew is not alcoholic. Um, mm-hmm.
2: then
1: until they, you make it alcoholic. But if, right, but if, you've, until never, you if you've never had
2: LaFo's brew or are trying to decide, if you're listening to this podcast and trying to decide if you should go to Wizarding World or Magic Kingdom, you should go to the Wizarding World and just have pumpkin juice instead because it's very similar, in my opinion. Who Mary, is LeFou? Very, very chilled pumpkin juice. Yeah, LeFou? what was that?
0: Who is LeFou LeFou. from Beauty and the Beast? Gaston's Uh, little buddy. No one like Gaston. No No, no, like Gaston. He has an exclusively gay moment in the new Beauty and the Beast, now in theaters. Didn't you
2: hear? Didn't you hear? (laughs) Buy your tickets today. (laughs) You know what it is, Andrew? (laughs) I I think
1: (laughs) they they elevated the level of this brew because the new movie is out, so that's why you you thought it tasted better than the butterbeer.
0: Uh, uh yeah maybe maybe i was just riding high on my
2: love
1: for the new beauty and the beast maybe
2: i do hear uh, good things about that movie but i have not yet seen emma watson's latest but I, I,
1: I trust mason so whatever he says goes
2: <laughs> he does
0: have a, a very strong opinions no matter what he's talking about <laughs> uh one other thing about the wizarding world that just reminded me when you said emma watson so i rode the hogwarts express again my yeah. god the Hermione voice on the train, I tweeted, is the biggest pl-
2: plague on the Harry Potter fandom. It is so bad. <laughs> I, I I I wish that Twitter had like a love button or like a way that I could have indicated to you when that tweet came in that I was actually dying. Um, I was
0: I was actively angry when I walked off the off the train. I was like, should I blame Emma for not agreeing to do this? Should I blame Universal? Should I blame Warner Brothers for letting them do, you do this? you blame? Whoever
2: gets it done. Whoever fixes it oh man it's really
0: bad it's just and for anyone who doesn't know you go on the hogwarts express and at one point there's a scene where you hear harry ron and hermione and rupert definitely recorded it recorded for the train harry dan radcliffe not so sure but hermione very clearly was not emma watson it's like it's some american girl like it could be my sister like it's just it's (laughs) It's just just any girl in america yeah and I'm just thinking, why even bother including Hermione at all when it's that bad? Yeah. Before we get to news, uh, one quick correction. Last week when we were talking about Fantastic Beasts, I said I had to go buy the Blu-ray because the special features were only on the DVD and Blu-ray. And I don't have a Blu-ray player. It's now in New Jersey to somebody I sold it to on eBay. (laughs) Oh, God. You sent it back to (laughs) Japan. I sold my PS3. Um, But, it, so I was wrong. It turns out that the special features are actually also on the digital HD version. Thank you to everybody who wrote in and said that they found That's special That's good to know
1: features. for
0: future. It is. So I won't buy the Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, especially
2: considering we're going to be talking about those special features the next couple episodes. <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah.
0: Exactly. So I'm going to have to go buy the digital HD version because I no longer have my Blu-ray player and I... No, but- did you buy the rate. combo?
1: Because there's a yep. little slip with the digital code.
0: Oh, crap. Oh, I should have taken that out before I gave it back to Target.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, no, didn't uh, know. I didn't know. Reasons why Andrew is the worst person ever. Would it ever. work for multiple people,
0: or is it only exclusive no, to No, probably not. I didn't IP. take the code out. I didn't. I didn't.
2: It's a one-person one thing. Oh, this wasn't like a Fantastic Beasts book situation. well. You where I swapped you the books. No, yeah, I <laughs> put it back.
0: I just write, I print out a fake a fake copy of the digital oh code and God. put it back in the target
1: version. Oh wow. man. All right. Well, I'm I talking... I don't know what to tell you. I had a solution and just went out the window.
2: <laughs> it's not like Blu-ray is going away, you guys. I can't believe you guys don't own a proper player. Because I don't buy Blu-rays anymore. That's my thing. Yeah, okay. And and
0: I'm, uh, you know, Netflix now, and...
1: Mm. Yeah. Hulu. Yeah. Well, I, I think, hopefully, if Apple will adopt Blu-ray at some point. I mean, that that's nah. the big... No, you don't not think happening. so? No, yeah. they got rid of disk drives, so they're done. They're not going back to that. Yeah, you're probably right. So, I mean, I have a portable Blu-ray player, but trying to hook it up to an Apple device is just a nightmare. So, yeah, yeah oh, about yeah. it. You okay. gotta download software, and... Sometimes Ooh. it works, sometimes it doesn't.
0: Yeah, just buy the digital version. If they include special features, why not? Yeah, Save the tree.
1: That's the way. Yep. Buy digital here. HD.
0: Okay, let's talk about a little news. We wanted to talk about this last week, but uh, we ran out of time. So David Yates explained that Shall We Die? just a little line at the end of Fantastic Beasts. It was, it was a mysterious line. And it's still mysterious, said by Grindelwald after he's revealed, and he, he says it to Newt. He said to Snitch Seeker, David Yates said to the Snitch Seeker, you know, ultimately, I think that's what he's saying there is, he's saying, we're going to be on this journey together, you and I, and it will demand an enormous amount from both of us and what it will put us through. And in that journey, we'll probably sacrifice quite a bit. We will lose part of ourselves on the journey. So that's what that means, I think. Will we die just a little? And Eddie says it's almost Eddie Redmayne said it's almost an invitation. But I think the point is that Newt doesn't know what that means. But it is so sobering when Johnny Depp delivered it because it was this weird invitation that he couldn't figure out in that moment. But I presume he will. Hmm. So tune my own horn a little bit. I think that was my my guess
1: that it was. That's exactly what you said, word for word. I remember. (laughs)
2: I think I even called it
0: an invitation because because, yeah, they are going on this five part journey together. (laughs) Them and Jude Law. So it's like, shall we dance? Are you ready to dance? Yeah. -er. Hmm. Moving on to some Cursed Child news. They had a good night at the 2017 Oliver Awards. Olivier. Oliver? Oli- Olivier. Olivier. You
2: uncultured swine. Oh,
0: no. Uh-oh. I'm in trouble. I don't watch English TV. What the hell? I mean, how
2: much? No, I supposed no, to No, no, okay, no. Olivier. Lawrence Olivier. Okay. Well,
1: I will say here, in, in all defense to Andrew, it was not spelled right uh, in the document.
2: Oh.
0: Well, okay. I probably typed it in as no, Oliver well,
1: Awards. So. No, well.
0: <laughs> So the Olive Awards. So the just say so the O Awards. Eric, you seem to know about it. So why why are they a big deal?
2: Uh, they are the most prestigious stage awards in the UK. Okay, so they're like the Tonys. They're like the yeah, they're like the Tonys. They're like the Tonys of of the <laughs> UK. <laughs> Got it. Oh my god, that was funny. Okay, good
0: joke. So they won seven cursed child won seven seven of these olivier awards Mm -hmm. there you go best new play best actor jamie parker as harry potter best supporting actress uh noma as hermione best supporting actor anthony boyle as scorpius malfoy Mm. blue eye theater technology award for best set design christine jones best sound design best costume design white light award for best lighting design and
2: finally best director john tiffany hmm pretty cool yeah i mean you saw this andrew i think at least once probably twice right no no just once just once just once twice if you count part one and two separately oh (laughs) which i don't i don't was enough (laughs) but 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 no honestly like costume design sound design uh best lighting design all of this seems to be in line with everything i've heard from people who are seeing the show
0: yeah, yeah, I think I think it deserves it. I do wonder when I read Oh, and by the way, this was a record
1: breaker for the Olivier Awards. This oh, is nice. the first time a single I'm sorry, show. How has many? W- how many did it win? Seven, seven. what seven. did I say? No, no, I'm just curious oh, that it would win oh, seven okay. awards.
2: Ah, uh, yes, very, very Harry Potter ish, isn't mm, it? Isn't seven the most magically powerful number? But Staged. I was
0: wondering get it uh no. one two three four five six seven eight wait i counted wrong nine awards it won nine. Oh, well, so that, that doesn't sound as good though can That's we can... go back to seven? <laughs> it won can we seven awards, awards and yeah, then sure. two
2: further awards let's take mm-hmm.
0: away um well since i saw it i'll design, decide it's side here we're gonna take <laughs> away the blue eye theater technology award and the white light award because those names are stupid mm-hmm. right because right, love
2: that those are my bird, favorite
1: and they got rid of the bird if they didn't get rid of the bird, they never would have won those awards.
2: No, no, no. There's a an, there's another award that they didn't win, which was best use of animals in a live stage adaptation, and mm. so they didn't win that one.
1: How how'd they do on
2: um, best plot? Did how'd that go? <laughs> <laughs> well, we need like a Razzies for the um for for life. It did win best new play, so I guess that that in- considers the plot. I, every other play that's on the West End right now should feel really insulted. Um. I I do wonder, when
0: I saw that it received a record number of awards, was it kind of because it's Harry Potter? Did they get a little bit of a leg up because of the name recognition? I have to think it helped a little bit.
2: We would have to talk to a uh, Theatre Insider uh, in hmm. the UK and find out also what else was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to look up after this. I'm going to see what else was nominated, what, you know, they're all about and something. So something says to me that I mean, the, the team that they're throwing at the, at this play to produce this play is probably the best of the best and that that has more to do with why it won so many awards like all the art all the best artisans who were free you know all the best set people and designers and everything who were free uh to do this show have done this show and i think that's what mm. kind of excels it even even more than the fact that it was harry potter but if you're there's an award for like most well attended you know i mean i think Curse child is still sold out for the next three years on the west end so mm. um or as mm. far as they've released tickets for it sold out so i think it's going to be uh, you know, well attended for for quite a while now. And this might be the last year. Actually, I'm not sure how that works because Oscars is just um the year it came out and Tony's too, unless it's like a revival. But I wonder if next year Curse Child will even be eligible to win any of these awards or if it was only really like the premiere year. Um, it has to be the only year because there are tons of shows that
0: are running for years and years and years.
2: Yeah, but they do change cast, too. So I'm wondering if, like, whoever plays after this cast won't be eligible next year for... Oh,
0: that would be a little frustrating mm-hmm. if you're you know are
2: really saying? good. Yeah, that would be like, oh, you weren't the original cast, you can't get an award. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested well, in how that know, works. Look, I mean,
1: when they adapt the deluxe edition and the illustrated edition... <laughs> Then maybe they could go up <laughs> for some more additional award. chances. awards. Well, yeah. no, I
2: mean, the Tonys, I think, uh, should be able to to snag uh, whoever's working in New York at the time. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. For uh, awards.
0: Fun fact here, Jordan, listening live on Patreon, says they also won for worst use of a time turner as a plot device.
2: So <laughs> congratulations <laughs> to Curse Child. Yeah, congratulations. Very impressive.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's that. Um, I think that's, a, you know, I did question whether they deserved a record breaking number of awards but uh, the show is very very mm. good
1: just to make up for the oscars
2: yeah <laughs> considering how unawarded harry potter is in general i'm not going to uh is what turn up my nose at, at 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 these awards i wish it were something i wish it were for something that i could get behind more as 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 art uh in the harry Potter a contribution that i believed into the harry potter canon but uh hey whatever what are you going to do
0: well maybe you can get excited about this uh harry potter and the cursed child definitive definitive edition is official <laughs> we were wondering if they may have canceled it because it's like i think i was probably overthinking it but like i wanted to what, is, a what does that even mean the so defi- well, well yeah explain. Rem-
2: rem- the book that we got the book that we got july 31st last year uh was the the rehearsal copy right it mm-hmm. was because they hadn't yet because they had to put the show in into production um, and previews before July 31st. So what we got was a version of the script that was finalized up to the point where they had to set it off to the printer. So Because
0: they wanted to avoid people reading Tumblr and Hypeable and, and reading the spoilers. So they wanted yeah. to get out the rehearsal edition so people could read it in an official capacity, which we were all very pleased by. Mm-hmm. So it's not even called the definitive edition anymore. It's called... Hold on, let me take a deep breath. (gasps) Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, parts one and two, the official play script of the original West End production. (sighs) Man. Wow. (laughs) Nice work. It'll be published July 25th, almost exactly one year after the Cursed Child officially opened. Why? It is going to include, quote unquote, subtle, the subtle changes that were made to the show after the
1: rehearsal edition was published.
0: But that's not all. This, and by the way, this is, it looks like it's only going to be available in paperback. It is going to have a conversation piece between director John Tiffany and writer Jack Thorne, who share stories and insights about reading play scripts, which, uh, I mean, okay.
2: What? Okay.
0: And then it includes useful background information, including the Potter family tree and a timeline of events from the Wizarding World prior to the beginning of Harry
2: Potter and the Cursed Child. I see what they're doing. So there, this this is basically the play's paperback release, because a book that yeah, you know all right. the, all the Harry Potter books come out in hardcover. Then a year later, they're published in paperback. Cursed Child did not have a paperback release, so they're just gonna inst. Instead of it being the same book, the paperback release is going to be the updated copy, um, right. a couple extra bells and whistles. Okay, um, well that that's something.
1: <laughs> you still have well, those. Uh... Sounds from last week or two weeks ago.
2: Yeah, What's that. I, the, I know what uh, you're talking cash about.
1: register. Oh um, God,
2: I d-
0: I do wonder it if this is isn't it a little backwards that the definitive edition I keep calling it that I know it's not that anymore. But if no, but fi- isn't it backwards that the final edition is in paperback? Shouldn't the final edition be in hardback?
1: Mm. There we go. There's there's. I, th- the...
2: I think it's a I think it's a value thing. Um, Certain, honestly, certain books are certain books are only released in paperback, and it's it's a cost thing. Um, you know, maybe they know that people won't buy; not as many people are going to buy the the version if they've already got the. the yeah, other one. that is um, true. So I, I think it's to keep costs down. I um,
1: hmm? not really sure what to say. Uh, is is the. <laughs> the only thing that's intriguing that you mentioned is the the sequence or the series of events um prior to uh, yeah well, but i'm sure that's going to find its way online or or be well, released on pottermore i i don't know i just
0: so i'm going to uh. burst your bubble about that so somebody okay. so we of course this news came out and then um hmm, trying to find my my tweet. But uh Oh, okay, here we go. So somebody reminded me that there was actually a timeline in the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child booklet that that you buy at the show, you know, the program. Oh yeah. And so I opened it up and I found it in mine, because I, I bought a copy, of course, when I was there. Uh and it's about four pages total. It's a four page timeline here. I'll post the link in the doc so you can check it out. It's not like it's not anything worth getting excited about. It's mm. it's stuff we already know. So don't There's buy the, this
1: book, is what
0: you're saying. <laughs> Basically, you, don't look forward no, to like, the timeline.
1: I, <laughs> it, it just feels like over the course of these last few episodes, we've talked about so many different versions of so many books different things that yeah. the The cash register is chiming in the uh, the background. I. <laughs> I mean I have a copy of the Cursed Child. I don't foresee myself buying this. Mhm. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. I
0: I'll I'll buy Would it. You? I well, <sighs> I mean,
2: it's going to be Andrew's a going to buy it and then a day later he's going to take it back. That's <laughs> what it's <laughs>
0: He, I'm gonna be like, excuse me, there was a misprint in this he's edition's gonna, glass. Oh thick. yeah, oh yeah. That's
2: what they have to do is they have <laughs> to intentionally misprint something so that Andrew keeps his book.
1: What do the people listening on, on Patreon think as far as is this a worthwhile purchase to add to your Harry Potter uh, collection? Oh, people hate it. People are not pleased. I um when we
0: posted this yesterday, I was looking at the Facebook comments and they were very they were very negative right out of the gate. Um trying to pull some of them up right now but they were just making jokes about how how it's a money grab um top comment on the post on facebook this is from michael i wish this play would die it's literally the worst thing that happened to harry potter hashtag not my potter
2: I can only hope that we have much happier things to say about our main discussion this week. I mean, it's not that bad. Come on, people.
0: Uh, <sighs> so Matt said, does it say just kidding at the end? <laughs> 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 Maria said, I regret buying the first edition. No. <laughs> and final one that I laughed at. Charlotte said, why money dementors? <laughs> yeah. I look <clears throat> And maybe this is a good transition. I started writing about this right before the Jude Law news came out. I was going to write something on on Hypable. Don't judge it until you see it on stage. Everybody who's been, who hasn't liked it, who's been cautious, who hasn't been sure what to think, see it on stage. For I know, I know that's a stupid thing to say, Andrew, You got to fly halfway across the world. Just wait until you can see it, whether it's in a theater at home over blu-ray or digital hd uh or live on stage we know it's coming to broadway next year
1: right i don't i don't think anybody is disputing the experience of going and seeing it live and and enjoying it from an entertainment standpoint i think we we kind of compared it to to the theme park right it it's for entertainment purposes and uh however i think what people have you know talked about being the main issue with this is the story and,
2: and it's trying to pass itself off as canon well jk rowling it called it canon so yeah
1: that that's what I, i'm not gonna say that i would never go see this and that i have you know no desire to experience it i i because you know we were talking earlier about about puffs and and you know you know same kind of thing, you know. You're maybe a little bit hesitant to go see it, but then you go and you experience it, and it's it's great. I'm I'm not saying that um, with Cursed Child. I think though that the story, the plot, uh, and and just the complete, uh, you know, somebody mentioned time turners earlier. Like just the use of them throughout. It just uh, I'm not buying the book.
0: Okay. Mike is putting okay. his foot down. Tweet that the JK Rowling right now. Just say simply, I'm not buying the book.
1: <laughs> Can you actually paste the name of it, though? Because there's no
2: way in hell I'm remembering all <laughs> It won't all fit that.
0: in 140 characters. Yeah, it's like 100,000
2: characters. Need two tweets or tweet extend if that's still a thing.
0: Well, look, I'm gonna buy it. I I still get giddy about all kinds of Harry Potter releases, and I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna go page by page in the hardback and the paperback, and I'm gonna c- gonna compare and I'm gonna look for any extra clues about oh, Scorbis and mm-hmm. and uh, somebody who's <laughs> seen it a few times tweeted me that she thinks there's only like two lines changed, and anything else that's changed has been done by the actors themselves putting their own spin on the show. So right. You right. I may mean, not see mm-hmm. much at all, and and even in this press release, they called the changes subtle. So,
2: yeah, if they did that even in the press release, you are probably getting the same book. That's a waste of paper, honestly. It kind of yeah. is. You are sort of right,
1: <laughs> but but like Eric said, you got to release a paperback edition. That's just what you do. Mm-hmm. So th- this is just then the the modified or or sort of the enhanced version of the of the hardback edition. Is that yeah. what you are saying?
0: Mm-hmm. right it's it's the hardback edition updated with the
2: subtle changes. Yeah, I whistles
0: yeah i don't even know if they're that anyway well
1: well find, know, uh, the, the
0: potter family tree could be nice to see as well especially if it's kind of illustrated or something i think that could be yeah. cool i don't know uh okay so let's talk about this jude law news um it was really exciting we'd been looking forward to this announcement and I know my twitter feed was was shook with excitement. Jude Law is going to play dumbledore uh Pottermore made the announcement on wednesday yeah,
2: they 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 uh what's the word um broke this news on Pottermore yeah what's what's that about
0: well, actually, Variety reported it first, and then like three minutes later, Pottermore pushed it out. So I'm oh, guessing, really, I'm guessing Variety or Pottermore knew that Variety was about to leak it. So I think they had huh. to have an announcement ready. Um but yeah David Yates said Jude Law is a phenomenally talented actor whose work I've long admired and I'm looking forward to finally having the opportunity to work with him. I know he will brilliantly capture all the unexpected facets of Albus Dumbledore as J.K. Rowling reveals this very different time in his life.
2: I actually really like Jude Law. I like Me too. watching him. I like the movies that he's done. I I really love um enemy at the gates for example uh there was a romantic comedy i saw him in called uh the holiday um which is phenomenal if you want to see it you know a lighter side of him the holiday yeah holiday is really great um and you know a number of he's done tons of other stuff he's very well known um and he was born in london so unlike johnny depp's kentucky um (laughs) you actually have a british actor um doing doing this big british wizard so that's Exciting. And to be honest, I, I actually am really happy for Jude. Um, it is, however, you know, uh, a, a somber moment briefly, uh, because it is the death of hundreds of thousands of Harry Potter fans uh, wish, mine included, uh, that they would use Jared Harris uh, for Dumbledore. Um, yeah, so... you're really gunning for that. I was I was really gunning for it. Um, it, you know. I don't I don't know if it was my idea to begin with. I, I couldn't even claim that because so many people I think came together on it, and you know I, I would like to know eventually one day, no pressure, um, if he was even screen tested. If they if the producers ever really you know gave Jared Harris a shot um, because he's actually a really good actor, and in fact he stars alongside Jude Law. In the sequel to the Sherlock Holmes movie. So the Game of Shadows. Oh. Um, J- uh, Jared Harris was Moriarty for crying out loud. Yeah. Um, you know, the main villain in that film. And, and he was phenomenal. And so I'd really like to know. I, I think a clear potential reply from Yates or Hammond would be always oh, too old um, because he's he, he, essentially he's the same age as Johnny Depp. I think he's like fifty five. Eric, Eric mm-hmm. it's what? over,
0: buddy. It's over. It's time to move on from Harris.
2: <laughs> okay. But, I mean, he was a, uh, what I was trying to say was, if they did it for age, I think that's a weird part of canon to stick to for the movie making, mm-hmm. because Alan Rickman's age exceeded Snape's and they recast Lily, James, Remus, Sirius, everybody based on how old Alan Rickman was. So I think yeah. it's a weird thing to get stuck on if you're casting you know, Jude Law because the other guy was too old. I, I I don't know. That's all I'll say. But I really like Jude Law.
0: Age, age-wise, age uh, just for everybody's reference, Dumbledore is 45 at the time of Fantastic Beasts 1, with it being set around 1926 or 1922, something like that. Um, so we don't know if, if Fantastic Beasts is going to be time-jumping much or, or how much, but mm-hmm. that will give you a sense of the age of Dumbledore. Uh, Jude Law is 44. So they hit the nail on the head right there. Grindelwald is 44 around the same time.
2: Wait, are they are they really the, are the characters really the same age? Yeah. Well, I Grind- was fair I was fairly certain that Grindelwald was 10 years older at least. Grindelwald was born in 1883.
0: Dumbledore mm-hmm. was 1890- 1890 uh, No, no, no. He began hog- attending Hogwarts at 1892. So, yeah,
2: they're about uh, the yeah, same age.
0: They're about the same age.
2: You're not on the wiki, are you?
0: I was just on Google. So oh, okay,
2: yeah, it would, no, uh, yeah, I for some reason I thought Grindelwald was slightly older, like an older boy who's you know comes and hoodwinks and and you know I I don't know I thought he was a little bit older, but they're roughly the same age. Hey, fine. Well, actor wise, Johnny Depp is fifty three for reference, and Richard Harris, Jared Harris is fifty five. <laughs> <Don't care>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, care. you weren't on, you weren't on game with this? Yeah, fifty five, fifty three. They're the same. No, no, I'm the just trying age. to add some some color commentary to <laughs> thank it. you i appreciate it mike are you pleased by
1: jude law yeah I, I mean i don't i don't really know what to uh what to say like i'm sure he'll do a great job like i i know this is a big casting moment but i i mean i don't really feel one way or the other i'm i i've seen movies with jude well, in
0: it uh okay yeah
1: i mean i'm sure i have like i can't recall macho the off holiday the top of you're a head. big fan of the holiday huge fan of the holiday um <laughs> watch it every saturday night actually it you know is a it, good movie it's a it's really good movie film it's a rom-com com and it's amazing. phenomenal it's seriously it's, awesome it's, it's extremely good everyone <laughs>
2: needs to see it um i but <laughs> a, yeah good
1: good no, no no look <laughs> i i think it's like anything we say obviously is, is all conjecture and he's he's been cast I'm sure that uh, you know if Yates and Heyman are on board, uh, they put a lot of thought into this, and they did a great job, I thought, with the first film to it's two true. characters that we had never met before, um, mm-hmm. and you know we had that same kind of feeling um, entering the Wizarding World with Newt and 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 Jacob and and Tina and Queenie and and the slew of characters that they brought along with nobody really being overly familiar uh, to us with the exception of a few name drops. So mm-hmm. um, now we get the opportunity to see a younger Dumbledore um, and probably uh, uh, some other characters as well that we're familiar with. And I think that I trust Yates and I trust Heyman, given the fact that they worked with the original material. So, mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm there's no reason to get upset to, I, I haven't looked at Twitter. I, I what, actually, the way I found out about it was I saw, I probably had like 15 text messages um, from, <laughs> from both of you. Um, and then I saw the mention of, of on, on Twitter, Andrew, you're saying like you had to replan half the show because of the news. And then I figured, well, there's only several things that could have led to us having to replan the entire show. Uh, and then I saw that, he had been cast as Dumbledore. So uh I'm I'm excited, you know, I'm excited to get more news now too. I think hopefully now that, that that's probably the biggest role uh that we will hear about yeah. heading into the next yeah. film. So it'd be interesting to see now if, if more starts to trickle out.
0: Yeah, they say they're gonna begin filming this summer, so hopefully we'll get some info on plot, particularly what locations they'll be in.
2: Newt in Commander, only meant to stay in Paris. For a little while, for yeah. a couple hours, exactly um, <laughs> happening yeah. They're gonna try. It. They're, I. It would be. I, they'll definitely won't repeat themselves on like the beasts get loose and you got to put the beasts back. No. Sort of thing, oh but, god. No. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I. I and, we've spoken about it before, but I think they're really gonna get away from that whole idea. The the whole I, beast I, thing is gonna be minimal. You
1: yeah. Know, um. Can I on. ask a question though? Because I, I feel like either Eric you would know or Andrew you would have. Jude Law and Johnny Depp worked together before.
2: Yes, which I think um, is important. They both played the uh, same character actually in the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus, which was the movie that. Uh, that let one. me just let me just double check Johnny Depp. Uh, yeah, I think I'm tra- having trouble finding if they're credited, but I think they all play the same. This is the role that Heath Ledger. Uh, died while filming, and several other actors stepped in to fill that role. Um, I'm pretty sure that that's correct. So, they, I will. Say, uh,
0: while you look that up, I will say a bit shallow remark here. Uh, I think Jude Law is a very attractive man, as I'm sure many people will agree. And I had been hoping that young Dumbledore would
2: look attractive. Yeah, but Johnny Depp is not like as Grindelwald. Like I it's know. just that's you know it, it is funny the funniest comment i heard was um mary who works uh for MuggleNet, uh made a facebook post was like okay i'm now okay with the casting of johnny depp as grindelwald and that was all the post was and i commented i'm like why and she said because jude law can now kick his ass mm. yeah <laughs> right and like oh yeah interesting so you know it, it just i'm i'm i would say that they're they're casting this guy they're casting jude law as dumbledore because and 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 they know exactly what they want. They know they've probably read the script. I bet it's very close to being finished. Uh, Heyman even com or was it Yates that commented on, you know, the nature of the scenes, which we'll get into in a moment. But they know exactly what they want, and they know exactly what the the uh, requirements for that role will be. So I think they they found someone that is going to fill that. Like these guys, this is not their first rodeo. It's actually like their tenth rodeo. Uh, certainly Heyman's 10th rodeo doing Harry Potter. So, you know, I, I, I feel pretty confident that, you know, Jude Law is going to fit the role to a T. That said, I still question their Johnny Depp casting. I think it was very yeah. blind. This, uh,
0: this kind of dug up that whole discussion again today. People were like, okay, so now can we recast Johnny Depp, please? Yeah. Um, and, and we were right though. It, it, they did cast a big name actor, which really wasn't a surprise since they needed somebody to live up to Johnny Depp. No matter what your opinion is on him, he's still a very big actor.
2: Yeah. Um, Like if they had said this stuff, like the stuff that they said for Johnny Depp, like pure unfettered talent. Sometimes you just got to go with the best guy in the world. You know, all the stuff they said nice about Johnny, they should have just saved for Jude. um, Because he's, he's actually amazing. Yeah. Uh, And Johnny Depp just sort of plays himself. So what are you going to do? Right.
0: Um, one comment here from Brian on Patreon, he says he can't stand Jude Law. Don't know what there is about him, but just can't stand him. Watch The Holiday. You will change your mind. <laughs> it's an He's amazing very film. Very likable. One likeable. of the best
1: movies that were ever made.
0: Micah needs to do a DVD commentary <laughs> in which he just sits there by himself and watches The Holiday. Yeah. Oh, Every, look, there's Jude Law. <laughs> Saturday. Yeah, I guess he would be okay and, as Dumbledore.
1: <laughs> uh, just saying that for the whole two hours. <laughs> uh, but... I, I thought I read somewhere, it may have been on Pottermore, just uh, that the character of Dumbledore is going to be a little bit different than what we came to know in, in the Potter series, primarily because it's a younger version of him, but uh, we get, we'll get we get to see him as a, a transfiguration professor uh, mm-hmm. at Hogwarts, and he's got a little bit more of an edge to him, not that he didn't in the Potter series, but... Uh, be cool to kind of explore uh, that side of him and and see him kind of come into being uh, the headmaster of the school.
0: Yeah, there's a lot that they can do here with Dumbledore, so it's going to be really exciting to see where they go, particularly uh, with his sexuality. Yeah. So, okay, now J.K. Rowling has to own what she said about Dumbledore all those years ago. He's gay. I know. I know. We we don't always want to make that a. a plot point because it can just be natural someone's sexuality doesn't have to affect anything in the film it can just sure. be normalized but i think we do want to see dumbledore figuring himself out i think uh geez after that whole cursed child thing where they kind of screwed the pooch on Scorbis, i think
2: it's time that we get something real gay going on <laughs> it should. it just should be i mean it's not like he's gonna be wandering around in slippers and i what, what, what's a trope i'm not gonna stop before i get myself in trouble but just, as long as they're in tr- there they just are true to that relationship right that mm. it was a meeting of the minds and there was something that there that albus wanted more than grindelwald wanted or grindelwald was just using him as long as they're true to that relationship it's gonna work but they can't hide behind it like they did with scorbus right they can't like not show it or like the seven books of potter where it's just not in there at all um jk rowling did say that and now is a you know here's a re- the first opportunity in 10 or 11 years um to actually pay that remark off so i do agree it should be part of the story and mm-hmm. it should be present um yeah, that and, you know and yeah. i think andrew you
1: raise an interesting point or or can't forget eric if which of you just said it but the the fact that grindelwald could have used this um in in order to you know get dumbledore to do the things that he wanted him to do to to work alongside of him to you know i think that's a very sensitive topic in in and of itself yeah. um to have to try and work around you know knowing that dumbledore is is in many ways going to be infatuated with grindelwald mm-hmm. you know I think I I do think that that can be a little bit of a slippery slope to go down to, you know, to say that he's basically using him um, because of, of the way that he feels uh, towards him. Yeah.
0: For the record, the Pottermore press release did mention that at the time of Fantastic Beasts, um, Dumbledore is teaching at Hogwarts and obviously we knew this, but. I thought it was interesting that they specifically mentioned it, and I feel like that's strongly hinting that we will be going back to Hogwarts for a Fantastic Beasts 2.
2: Yep, won't get an Ilvermorny, but I guarantee you there'll be more time in the ha- in the halls of uh, Hogwarts. Um, okay, that's cool, you know? It's cool. Mm. A
0: little frustrating, though, that we'd see Hogwarts again before Ilvermorny, given all the hoopla surrounding Ilvermorny, you
2: know? Yeah, who, mm. who remembers that now? Who wants but, to go uh, to
0: Hogwarts? I mean... We've been there so many times. (laughs) No, actually, I think that'd be so cool to see Hogwarts back on screen again. I think that'd be amazing.
2: There's just so much happening. I mean, I think just to bring sort of this conversation back, but uh, it's been said on on Rowling's Twitter that the Fantastic Beasts film will span from 1926 to... Uh, Grindelwald's defeat by Dumbledore in Mm -hmm. 45 Mm -hmm. so that's 19 years of a span again we don't know exactly how long the time jump will be between Fantastic Beasts 2 and 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 the first film but over the course of that of those 19 years uh, Riddle uh, Tom Riddle goes to school commits his first murder opens the Chamber of Secrets all this stuff happens before Mm. Dumbledore defeats Grindelwald Mm. Um so there's Mm. actually Hogwarts is a really exciting place to be, especially if you're interested in Voldemort stuff. Yeah, Um, like
0: uh come on. It's a good time to be at Hogwarts. (laughs) Like I was just
1: talking about seeing the place, like you know. No, No, but but no, but
0: think about it, even even visually, wouldn't it be cool to see Hogwarts during the nineteen twenties and thirties? Like how it's changed. Yeah, no, totally. I no, totally.
2: Cool. Uh, no I, I mean agree. it's a medieval castle. It looks the same since yeah. 1500, but no, no, um, they had no, Wi-Fi no. back in the 20s and 30s. <laughs> so <they get> away <laughs> you never know. No, it's yeah, true. Yeah. no
1: I, you know to see how how life was lived in back in that time period. Uh, see different you know, treetopping no willow. Uh, there's mm. there's no. Hagrid's I guess there's hut. no
2: Whomping willow.
1: I mean, unless what was his name? Og. Unless Og. he lives in. I I I'm sure Haggard's hut was his own hut. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of things that we're used to seeing. Um, are probably not there, uh, so or are different, and you know, I, I don't even know. You know, it's a great point are, about are Tom all, Riddle. Are all the house yeah, ghosts I mean, the same?
2: If yeah. if Tom Riddle, the house ghosts should still be the same. A lot, a lot actually with Hogwarts, a lot hasn't changed. No,
1: well, um, Rowena Ravenclaw wouldn't be there, the Great Lady. Oh, no, not, sorry, her daughter, uh,
2: Helena Ravenclaw, or er, right, Helena. Yeah, I think it's Helena. Yeah, sorry.
1: I, yeah, her daughter wouldn't be there because she's not dead yet. Mm. Uh, no, she
2: is. This is only sixty years prior to Potter. Uh, Rowena Ravenclaw lived a thousand years ago.
1: No, 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 no. Her daughter. Um, you were talking yeah. about the house ghost, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, it uh, no, her daughter. About... Her daughter died twenty years after she did, or whatever. Yeah, her Helena's daughter was old. Helena's yeah, old, Helena's old. the same. Like they're basically the same. Her daughter might have died first, actually. Um. I'm not 100% on that.
0: But but it wasn't around that time. It wasn't around Fantastic yeah. Beasts time. I don't think it was anywhere near that. Uh, but, yeah, so I think... That it, anyway, point is, there's going to be a lot of differences at Hogwarts that they could explore. And I think that Tom Riddle point was particularly interesting and exciting. Uh, So that could we were talking like this might be the only major casting, but Tom Riddle could potentially I was just looking. He was at Hogwarts from 1938 to 45. So we might not see him for a couple more movies. Yeah, but it could come
2: in in the future. It'd be a big blind spot if in the last Fantastic Beasts film, there's no mention to the fact that. You know, Moaning Myrtle just died and there was a lot of chaos at Hogwarts that had yeah. nothing to do with Grindelwald whatsoever. But, I mean, the Chamber, thats a big, big thing uh, to ignore. And I don't expect that, knowing Joe, that they're just going to not touch on what's happening at mm-hmm. Hogwarts towards the end of the movies. Right. No, um,
1: you're right. No, I, I think they definitely, they definitely will. And, you know, we talked in a previous episode uh, I think one of our patrons had – Said something about the potential relationship, if any, that could have existed between uh, Grindelwald and, and Voldemort um, or what Tom I Riddle.
2: Hope, yeah. Uh, what I hope these movies do well is, again, like capture the rise yeah. of this dictator, the rise of of Grindelwald to illustrate what kind of a world Tom Riddle was born into, right? Like Tom Riddle actually was born in, I think, 19, December – oh, yeah, we know this um, – New Year's Eve, right? 1926. So – He's born literally as Fantastic Beasts ends, yep. mm. um, and and so you could you could sneak this in as like a secret story of Voldemort's birth, but if you have a compelling villain in Grindelwald, then you really get a sense of the world that Tom Riddle grew up in, and I think I think it's right to say that Tom Riddle would idolize uh, Grindelwald. The more he knew about him, the more he learned about him. They're different kinds of evil. You know, but this dark wizard terrorizing everyone across Europe, I think it probably planted some ideas in young school Tom riddles you know head, so I think it would be impossible to ignore
1: yeah no it all great points and and I think you know again the to me, newt still plays a role into all of this and and the beasts play a role, and we've talked uh, about you know the potential for certain beasts to um, you know have been passed on from newt uh to other characters
2: right and it's you know, a good we... point yeah i mean at what point i want to know at what point does dumbledore discover the 12 uses of dragon's blood um and does newt help on the toilet <laughs> that was weird um because that's because dumbledore is known for that so you know did he Wait, have newt's what? help being on the toilet no he's known for yeah come on man there was that chamber pot that one time um but uh when he was looking for the room of requirement right um and he goes in half-blood prince when they're uh okay enough what are you you doing man (laughs) where is this going no dumbledore is known for his discovery of the 12 uses of dragon's blood right knowing that knowing that this is a young dumbledore um, it's possible that that either already occurred since he's already at school, or maybe he and Newt go, are on an adventure. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but where I, it's I'm discovered. thinking
1: about what about uh Fox? What about Aragog? Where did they, where do they mm-hmm. come from? And no, yet we a- have this whole man.
2: Aragog. That whole Aragog situation is yet to occur. Maybe Newt finds young Hagrid. Um, maybe. and you know he he actually doesn't Aragog say I came to Hagrid in the pocket of a traveler. Um. So, boom. I'm not the first person to point that out. Um, that's been on the internet for for months. Um, but yeah, like, I think Newt totally interferes with the characters that we know quite well, um, even at a, at a young age. And we still, you know, we have to go back to Hogwarts, because then ultimately, we have to discover what happened between Newt and Leta. Um and what happened that got Newt expelled and there's so many questions that even the first Fantastic Beast film raises that can only be answered I think at Hogwarts or will be easier to be answered if you know you're visiting Hogwarts um at mm-hmm. that time yeah and there, lot- there are... yeah go ahead
1: oh go ahead no I think there are other characters too that we could you know factor into this that um, you know I'd be interested to see you know, would actors come back to sort of reprise roles in younger versions or mm. are we looking more so at recasting because i'm I'm thinking about you know professor slughorn right a, a key player in mm. everything that happens with tom riddle and he's obviously at hogwarts uh he um jim broadbent played his younger version uh but be interested to see So long as his character gets
2: so long as his character gets off of Game of Thrones fast enough and his schedules don't conflict. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Don't conflict. Um, But uh, because he was just cast over there. Yeah, I'd like to see Jim Broadbent back anyway. But I I think they'll probably recast. uh... It's just so weird because Dumbledore is so, 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 so old. If he's like 150 in the 1990s, that would still make him like 90 in the 30s like he's, he's still pretty old. Yeah. And I think McGonagall might be or not McGonagall. Um anyway, it makes you think how they'll do the age thing. Yeah. Um yeah, so I think there's a ton
0: of potential here. I don't think like these are all really fun, fun theories like what they could potentially be showing, but they do have a their own story to tell, so I can't imagine that a lot of them are going to come true. Some for sure. Mm-hmm. You got to throw Harry Potter fans some bones, but
2: but um, uh, the next yep. casting what? announcement I'm looking forward to is Griselda Marchbanks, actually. <laughs> OK, <laughs> uh, and who is just going <laughs> to put that out there. Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Andrew. There's a woman who I discovered this recently. There's a, a woman who oversaw both Dumbledore and Harry's O.W.L. exams. Um, ah, she is that old. And it's uh, Griselda Marchbanks. And I think if I could prognosticate here. Um, that she will be a Resistance member for Dumbledore. Um, she's definitely on his side. And if you actually look at it, we didn't talk about this yet because we haven't gone through the Fantastic Beasts um, movie movie itself, ever having it on home video, but Griselda Marchbank's name appears in one of the Daily Prophet uh, articles at the beginning of the uh, film. Okay. So that's that's somebody, a uh, character of note while I'm thinking about it to Wonder- keep an eye on. One other thing I
0: want to mention, uh somebody pointed out to me on Twitter that this also benefits Universal and Warner Brothers because by going back to Hogwarts they keep the theme parks fresh and relevant. Like, oh, we just saw Hogwarts on screen and now we can visit it in real life. <laughs> you think they'll put like extra props in Dumbledore's office in the uh, <laughs> No, in well, the, that would be cool. Hogwarts. I don't think I don't think they'll change anything, but that's something to Keep in mind. For example, the the Guardians of the Galaxy. There's a Guardians of the Galaxy ride coming to Disney California Adventure. It's it. They're just re-theming Tower of Terror, which is mm-hmm. which has annoyed a lot of Disney fans, myself included. Terrorists. Because how could yeah. they? They're getting just, rid of a, a class. I yeah, mean, they're using know, the same ride, but yeah, it's nonsense, right, Micah?
1: Complete garbage.
0: Complete garbage. Well, the Thor trailer came out the other day. And in the background, as pointed out by Slashfilm and one of their readers, you can see this darn ride in the background of one of the scenes in Thor. And it's like, I know it it barely makes sense, but
2: it's just a kind of cheap way of like promoting the ride. You know what I just thought of? You know how they took uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, the actual ride and put Johnny Depp in it? Do you think they're gonna go put Johnny Depp on like the Forbidden Journey ride in the in the queue? Oh yeah, I don't think they would, but that would be
0: <laughs> that would be interesting. Hmm. So, um, in light of this being big news, decided to ask our listeners to call in to our new voicemail line. Yeah, and we got a couple of calls here, so let's listen to the first one. Hello, yes, this is Albus Dumbledore calling to react to the news that Jude Law will be playing me. I'm very, very pleased by today's news. In fact, I'm eating a chocolate frog with a card with my face on it to celebrate today's news. Wow. Love the show. Thank you so much. Hashtag keep the secrets. Hashtag
2: Worm Daily. Good day.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Dumbledore is a MuggleCast listener. Thank He's you. a
2: fan of Jude Law being cast in that. that is I think inc- this is the definitive voice on the on the on the subject right here.
0: Yep. Like like the guy who played Dumbledore or
2: Dumbledore. If, no, if Dumbledore, appro- <laughs> the guy who just called in, if Dumbledore approves, I'm gonna approve of, <laughs> of Jude Law. Uh, that was me, by the way.
1: I oh, what, I c- could tell.
0: Could you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think I, it was I that obvious. Was. I thought it was. It oh. was a pretty good. This is, I was walking around my house. I did it like four times. I had to call yeah, the well, voicemail mail You know what like four I liked times. about
1: it, though, is it didn't slip. Like, there were probably moments where it could have slipped back more towards your voice, but it didn't. <laughs> it, was, it was well done. You maintained Thank that you. the whole way. That's my new favorite voicemail of all time. Thank you. Here's one of my blooper calls.
2: Hello, yes, this is Dumbledore. <laughs> I'm calling today to discuss... And then I forgot what I was saying. Did, did, any, did anybody else call in, or yes. was it just you this yes, whole time? I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. We did get real calls. Let's listen okay, to okay. some <laughs> Hey, what's up, MuggleCast? This is Spencer, just calling to react positively to the Jude Law casting. I think it's Yay. a good move, um, especially I'm excited that WB announced that we will see Dumbledore in his role as a teacher at Hogwarts. My question is... What capacity do you think Hogwarts will feature in the rest of the series? Will we go back to it? Will we see it in the next film? As well as perhaps the most pressing question, will Jude Law be a clean-shaven Dumbledore, a short-beard Dumbledore, or will we see a fully bearded young Dumbledore? <laughs> Looking forward to the episode. Have a great day. Thanks. Love you guys. Awesome. Oh,
2: my gosh. Jude Law with a beard. That would be weird. Yeah. Thank you, Pete Spencer. Roland.
0: Well, I think we should look to Half Blood Prince Dumbledore, young Dumbledore. Those flashback scenes, he did have a short beard, so I would think they would try to go for something
2: similar. And in he, Chamber of Secrets as well, young uh, Richard Harris in nineteen oh, forty-five. Yeah, 1945. yeah. yeah. Uh, with Dumbledore is sort of known for his beard. It's an iconic look. I'd be, right. in fact, it's so long that it's folded several times and like tucked into <laughs> his belt or whatever. Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm a hundred percent. Uh, convinced that he should have a beard but I'm Mm -hmm. actually I just did a google search for Jude Law beard and it does not get longer than like your you know stubble or like a Kit Harrington season 3 Game of Thrones sort of thing it's he's never had a Dumbledore beard that I can see um I mean why would he but uh yeah I've so I have no idea what it would look like but I think he would he should definitely have a beard is my opinion
0: yeah. Um I think so too. I I think they will absolutely do it. I don't even think it's a question if if they will do it. To a- answer your other question, I think was how how will he play into other movies going forward? I we, we know that Newt and Dumbledore had a very close relationship eventually. So I think well actually even before Fantastic Beast 1, they were close, I believe. So I think that relationship will only grow closer. And they're clearly, I think, going to work together to defeat Grindelwald. I think Fantastic Beasts, the, the name itself, is going; beasts are going to represent people like Grindelwald and other bad people. I, I don't think it's only going to refer to creatures beginning right. by movie two or three. So uh, any other guesses how Dumbledore could play a role going forward?
1: how he could play a role or we're we talking beard? what did he
2: ask what did spencer ask i he, he actually talked we talked a bit about hogwarts already too what what we thought hogwarts was going to play in the in the future um you know i i found a i found a post okay so i did find a picture of jude law with a slightly longer ish beard than the <laughs> other photos uh-huh. uh it, it's There's in the CGI, document, right i mean it says laws of attraction i'm wondering if that's a film uh, attraction no i can't figure out what that so, is from.
0: It looks like Spencer was the only one who called in with a voicemail related to Dumbledore. But we got another one. I'm looking at the transcript, and we have to play it now. Oh, Hi, God. I
2: don't have a question or a theory. I just want to say I think Micah has the sexiest radio voice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. It's true. For, I mean, <laughs> uh, that was your wasn't sister calling. <laughs> No, that was not me. Oh, she didn't even share her name. Bummer. Anyway, Micah, how do you react to that? Your 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 thoughts.
1: Thank you.
2: <laughs> I'm so glad we opened up this voicemail line, <laughs> so that so that Andrew can call in pretending to be Harry Potter that characters, is not me. and listeners and listeners can call in and and compliment us on our voices this is this has been the most self-serving act we've ever done we we do have other voicemails
0: but those were just two from today those three dumbledore spencer and this girl who didn't
2: identify those we the best
1: ones we've ever had on the show and
2: and we have um with weekly muggle cat we'll remind everybody we are going weekly now there's going to be lots more voicemails played lots more time spent on voicemails in the future which is great right um right
0: uh, by the way if you want to call in that number is 19203 muggle. People who are listening live don't don't call in right now cuz we're going to move on but well you can i just won't play your voicemail. Uh 19203 m u g g l e. Should we move on now? Yeah. Let's talk about a few weeks ago we started this uh group activity on Patreon my first Harry Potter memory because believe it or not we are at the 20th anniversary of harry potter first being published so we asked people what was your first harry potter memory megan says i was hell bent on not reading these books for some reason when i was nine to ten years old it wasn't until my mom took me to see the first movie that i fell in love i was 11 and we went to see it over christmas break we saw the movie and i came home and read all four books that had been out at the time in two weeks and we went to see the first movie 25 times in theaters it was a bad obsession. Whoa. I wanted to include that one. It was interesting that she originally wasn't interested. I, I wonder why that was. Did she just think it was too
2: popular and she didn't want to be part of a trend? That was what got me. Um, not that I was worried about the trend, but I thought it sounded cheesy. You know, crazy boy wizard. Oh, man, there's mean, scary man after him. Oh, boy, brother. I didn't get it till I saw the movie. <laughs> yep. And here you are. And now here I am. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, at twenty-five times, that's that's a lot. lot. That's yeah. a more than lot. I've seen Titanic. Did you? Did you? Well, what what she say? She was nine to ten. So I was gonna say, did you work at a movie theater? But that that, that mm,
0: would no. be the uh, how many times only did you really see acceptable. Titanic, Eric? In the
2: theaters. Uh, you know what I should have said is that's how many. That's more than the amount of times I've seen that movie to today. That's what he oh. should have said. Um, Titanic, I think I only saw once too, but you know oh. everybody was going to see Titanic multiple times in theaters. That was that was the movie, at least for me, that was the first movie where you heard of people going like ten or in excess of ten times to see. Yeah,
1: because yeah, you know. So twenty five <laughs> is no really. There's no
2: alternate endings. It
1: you know it's gonna be the <laughs> you same. You know thing how it <laughs> ends, no matter what happens.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe it'll be different this time.
0: Um, Josette said, "My eighth grade English teacher read Harry Potter to us." One, we were kind of old for reading aloud, but nobody cared. Two, she got in trouble for reading a book about wizards in public school. However, she started a love of Harry Potter and all of us that lasted our entire lives, and it inspired many of us to keep reading the things that interested us, no matter how
1: old we were. Yeah. There you go. I, I hope there's like now Laura like... Mallory.
2: Yeah. I hope there's now a Facebook group. That's just all those eighth graders that are still in love with Harry Potter. And I hope they meet for coffee and butterbeer on weekends. That's my head cannon.
0: I, uh, when I was, I can't remember. I need to ask my mom. Cause I, f- I forget exactly how the timeline of this, but I was read my introduction to Harry Potter was my fourth grade teacher. Mrs. Wilson read us Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And then fifth grade came along. And I think the second or third or, third book was out at that time and my fifth grade teacher mrs dagnan she didn't like that i was we- reading about wizards about witchcraft uh-huh. and she tried she was trying to get harry potter out of school and my mom wrote in and said stop this i need to ask her the full story but she wrote in and complained that mrs Degnan was telling
1: she can <laughs> come on the about. show next week if you want
0: because I'm pretty sure – we actually sh- – this could be a good story
1: if she still remembers yeah. it well. Can we can I'm- we bring your mom on and then call the teacher?
0: <laughs> this is Degnan. <laughs> I'm still mad at you for trying to take Harry Potter out of school. I'm pretty sure I came home
2: crying one day because I was
0: like – this is doesn't want me to read Harry Potter.
2: You know, I bet the note was the same. Like, this is the book that my son reads. This book has inspired my son to read. Because my mom would have written the same note. Like, mm. this is the book that my son is into. You cannot take this away. It is doing a service to students everywhere by being so amazing. Yep. Set your differences. Like, set your whatever you think the book is about, witchcraft, and don't like it. Just read it and find out.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, actually, let's just have, uh, I, I'd, I'd prefer to have Mason come on and call this teacher. I think it would be uh, <laughs> quite a treat.
2: Be very
0: angry. He
1: can talk about LeFou's brew or
0: whatever <laughs> you know it's called. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's it. Uh, finally, <laughs> and we're going to read more of these in the future, and that says, I bought my first Harry Potter book, Prisoner of Azkaban, in a London airport when I immigrated to the U.S. from Latvia. La- La- Latvia. 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 La- Wow, great great day for my pronunciations. <laughs> uh, it's because of you the just had dental,
2: dental surgery, it's okay.
0: Yeah, I'm still numb. My English was basic, <laughs> like hi, how are you and names of school utensils and clothing. I wanted to read the book, so my mom said to try my best and highlight the words I didn't understand. I used the dictionary or asked them when I got stuck. I've read that book upwards of 15 times and it's falling apart has old middle school friends' phone numbers and doodles in the blank pages and on the inside covers. I was fluent in English in six months, but that book is the reason I can read well and pretty fast. Mm. Don't you love that? She learned language thanks
1: to Harry Potter. That's why, third-grade teacher, you don't take books out of school.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mrs. Degman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... So
0: those are the ones that we have this time. We'll read more as we sell. Oh, you know what? I actually skipped one from Irvin here. Sorry. Um, He said, I was a hipster reader as a kid, preferring to read classic kid fantasy like Oz, Narnia, instead of the current popular stuff. But my mom, in one of the instances where she knew better than I did, dragged me (laughs) to see the first movie in theaters. She fell asleep and I fell in love. I remember coming home and begging my parents to get me the books from the library. My dad got me the books from the library, and I'll forever remember that as one of the last great things he did for me before he passed away the following June. I devoured the books, but gobbled a Fire was too long to read in a day, so I intended to take it to school. My grandparents, concerned with me pulling my back by carrying a book that enormous, forbade me from taking it to school. So, intrepid nine-year-old that I was, I got up in the middle of the night to furtive furtively placed goblet of fire at the bottom of my backpack and did end up finishing it at school that day and the rest is history Irvin, that's a beautiful tribute to your father thank you for sharing that's really sweet
2: that's a good story
0: yeah so thank you to everybody who has shared we will be reading more of those in the weeks ahead as we celebrate 20 years (laughs) of harry potter so, got a couple of voicemails here. Let's burn through these really quick. These were going okay. to be the voicemails we played before the big news came out. Oh, well, I just got to pull up Google Voice again.
2: Hi, Mugglecast. <laughs> this is Grindelwald calling in <laughs> to say I still do not approve of of Johnny Depp <laughs> playing me. <clears throat> uh, first of all, here's a nice little one. Hey guys, this is Marquise Ivra. I am a patron. I've been listening to cast for probably about ten years now. Let me say, are my favorite podcast. And keep up the good work.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you. Here's another one.
1: Uh, I hope there's not too much feedback going on. Background noise. I just wonder how in the world are y'all getting these books from Bloomsbury? Uh I've tried going on there and ordering from them. And they won't ship over here because uh, school lasted. So and I looked on Amazon, I'm not able to find these, uh, the house editions anywhere else stop the Bloomsbury. I'm just interested to see how y'all have gone about getting them
2: you All right, y'all be good.
0: So uh, I flew over there. I ordered them on Bloomsbury.uk, and then I flew back. Did no, you really? No, no, no. If So you uh. got to go to Amazon.co.uk and right. then search. So I'm guessing you. I don't think you uh, put in your name. Um, you, you you probably went to Amazon.com, and so they didn't show up. But if you go to Amazon.co.uk,
2: and I'm just going to do it right now. Philosopher's Stone. It's a, it's a different web address. Yeah. Yeah. House um, edition. And all the prices are in pounds. Um.
0: Yeah, but they would. Sh- they they were. They they were gonna. They did ship to me. They will. I pre-ordered yeah. it, and yeah. And I did that for. A I few... did as well.
1: Okay. I, I think he needs to talk to Southern Hagrid, though. Honestly,
0: Southern Hagrid, Southern
2: Hagrid, and he would get along quite fine. Now, who is is that? What am
0: I missing something here?
2: It's Micah's chapter readings. He does Hagrid with a real Southern accent.
0: Oh well, go ahead, Micah. Let's hear it.
1: No, it, it's only available on
0: uh, <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/MuggleCast. Oh, all mogulcast. Right, all right. Well, here's one more voicemail.
2: Hi, guys. Um, I'm Alexis, and I've been listening to the show since I was nine, so around 2009, and I am now 17. I've been with you for a while now, and I have listened to all the episodes, but I do like to go back and re-listen to old episodes. And this morning, I was listening to number 252, which is Hufflepuff's Hobbit Hole. And you were having a discussion about how boring J.K. Rowling is on Twitter. (laughs) And I was wondering if you still feel this way, or do you feel like she has now developed a better knowledge of how to use Twitter? (laughs) Thanks. Hope you guys have a great day.
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: Isn't listening to old episodes funny? Yeah.
2: Sometimes we eat our words, and other times our words eat us. Oh, we should
0: still stand by that. She was boring on
2: Twitter. She was very boring at the time that that episode was recorded.
0: And then someone taught her or she was watching one of her friends use it and something must have struck her and she realized, oh, it's actually kind of fun.
2: She is now probably one of the least boring people on Twitter. She's yeah, she's and she's very political. That, yeah, that's the one say. part
0: I'm not really a fan of because it's just it's just too much. Like, ugh. sorry, it's just it's just it's yeah, a, little I get too it. much. That's
2: a whole nother conversation for a different day. But yeah. I, I get her tw- I get her tweets to my phone. Oh, you have the notifications on? I have the notifications mm-hmm. yeah. no, I don't
1: do that i I hey, follow her at least if that's an update hey that yeah, that
2: probably changed since episode two fifty two um when Micah was not following her because he was sure any updates that he could get would be passed along to him by his best friends us um <laughs> but I'm sure that's changed so that's I, great.
0: I'm just looking through our archives. It looks like episode two fifty two was back in april of 2012 april or may so that was a long time ago ago. yeah crazy yep yep so we have a bunch more voicemails and we will play them as time goes on but just wanted to get a few in here today Mm -hmm. um and oh one other thing (laughs) i thought this would be fun to do so we got this funny email Hey, MuggleCast. This is Jessica from Dallas, Texas. I have a question for you. Do you know of any new Wizard Rock songs? Do you know of any Wizard Rock songs that have come out about Chris Child or Fantastic Beasts? If not, this should happen. We need Wizard Rock. Where are the love songs from Newt about his creatures or Albus Dumbledore's ode to Ariana Dumbledore? Thanks, guys. Love the show. So I thought we could make some Wizard Rock songs right here on the show right now. And I can improvise and you guys can improvise if you want okay um but go ahead pitch me a topic
2: and um about and it has to be from fantastic beasts or child or chris mm. mm. okay well you know which i'm gonna pick um uh baked goods uh what yeah cute b- adorable baked goods from kowalski's bakery okay <laughs>
0: to Jacob's bakery. It's really tasty. Queenie will be there. Yeah, yeah, we got all kinds of baked goods. Jacob is forgetting his memory, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah.
2: How was that? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, that no, was very well done. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I, I think Andrew's third yeah. Wizard Rock single was pretty flippin' amazing. Okay. Give me another one, this time from Cursed Child. <laughs> Breaking into the ministry using polyjuice potion for the second time. Oh, well, which one was that? Well, what happened in that one? No, the first time was in book five, or, yeah, oh. wait, seven. The first time was in book seven. I'm talking about Cursed Child. It was the second time. Their parents had done the exact same thing that they did. Oh, I see. Like, to get in, to grab her go
0: into Hermione's office?
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Hmm. Hermione. <laughs> She's gone away. We're gonna break into her office, yeah. We need some Polyjuice Potion, yeah. It's gonna be a mess, but that's okay. Because we need to break into her office. We need to break into her office. We need to break into her office, we to into her office today. We need some poly juice. <laughs> That's all I could do. You've
2: been holding <laughs> out on us, Andrew.
1: Yeah, no, you have another career.
0: Very pleased that I timed that right with the with the chorus <laughs> section of the <this> song. <laughs> uh, does anybody want to try one?
1: <laughs> oh
2: God. Um.
1: Uh. I think you set the bar very high uh, Yeah, so right. you set
0: we'll the leave bar real high We'll leave it there for now we'll, We okay. can do that again in the future If anybody <laughs> wants to focus <laughs> some topics uh, There is this one music sam- bed I was sampling earlier It's hard rock I was just thinking like What on earth could go here for a Wizard Rock song?
1: <laughs>
2: I'm oh, sure there's something Was this one that you did or was this No Did you use that? No, no, I was just, I Googled,
0: or I searched on Spotify for rock uh, instrumentals.
2: Oh, I got it. Play it again. I'll do it. Go ahead. He's a dammit, guys. He's in disguise. He's a dammit, guys. He's in disguise. He's got invisibility. He's in disguise. He's a dammit, guys. (laughs) Look at this guy. He's the dammit, guys. He's in disguise. He's got a great heart taking care of the alchemy okay All right. there we go okay <laughs> right
0: hey. hey that was that was good on my end you're a little out of sync because of the Skype delay but please
2: fix that please I'll, <laughs> I'll try to fix it I'll try to fix it okay okay
0: he's a damn you should have scream rocked it though it was more of a, he's a damn, yeah
2: he's a damn guy <laughs> he's a muggle cast yeah, we we missed our calling like this is just this is we could have been wizard rockers you guys
0: well there's a new
2: there's a new game for the show <laughs> wizard rocky okey <laughs> i hope we didn't i hope we did not offend actual wizard like wizard rock is actually great oh yeah and no to, yeah to answer jessica's question like i do not know of songs uh or bands that have done new maybe harry and the potter's um, Because they still tour regularly. They still perform regularly. They may have a Cursed Child. I'd be surprised if they didn't y- saw. So, yeah.
0: Mm. I don't think... I mean, at LeakyCon last year, they didn't. I, the, although I well, guess that was before... The book just came out
2: then, like that night. Like that's that very true. evening.
0: Cursed Child. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah.
2: <laughs> who Okay. Well, that's
0: MuggleCast episode 315. <laughs> don't forget our voicemail. It's 9203-Muggle. If you have any... If you'd like to email instead... MuggleCast at gmail.com. Anything else? Uh, maybe we should plug, plug Puffs one more time. Check out puffstheplay.com. Mm-hmm. Use the code MugglePuff.
2: Save 10% on tickets. I'm going to be doing that once I'm back in May. And Getting... our P.O. Box uh, is 4044 North Lincoln Avenue, Box 144, Chicago IL, 60618 USA. Beautiful.
1: Beautiful. And don't forget to uh, check us out on Facebook and Twitter, facebook.com slash MuggleCast and at MuggleCast. Tweet us anything you want.
2: We're now on iTunes. <laughs> I guess we are. I was going <laughs> to make a joke about our music career, but I guess <laughs> we've yeah, always I been on iTunes.
1: This could be, you look back on this, and this could have been the uh, the moment where your career's launched.
0: Big news, mm-hmm. MuggleCast is now on iTunes. <laughs> we said in 2005. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, everybody. Oh, and of course, uh, our Patreon, in case we don't plug that enough. Patreon.com slash MuggleCast. It is what keeps the show going. You get ad-free editions of the show. You get bonus MuggleCast. You get to tune into our live streams. Mm-hmm. We have about 40 people listening
2: live right now. Get yeah,
1: Southern Hagrid.
2: Get Southern <laughs> Hagrid. That's true. One of you guys is up for the next chapter, too. we'll, we'll think get it's Michael's turn. Think it is think yeah. it's Southern okay. Michael's turn. More Southern Hagrid. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next time
0: for episode next week for episode three sixteen. I gotta get used to saying that. Goodbye. Yeah, right.
1: Bye. Bye.